Blog Talk Radio.
edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. Um, that was Adam Falcon off his latest release, and obviously it's called Woke Up Crying. And um, it's a really, I really wanted to open the song with that, even though I have another song called The Light Shines, which we're going to be ending with off his latest um, release, The Light Shines. Uh, again, Adam Falcon. Um, that song just really, I think, says a lot for a lot of people. And, um, you know, we've lost a lot of people recently. And I know Adam and Spencer, my co-host, which um, they'll introduce themselves, uh, can relate to. So what I'd like to do is let everyone know the chat room is open. And if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. And also, um, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And um, Adam Falcon is also on the net, Adam, Adam, A-D-A-M, and then Falcon, F-A-L-C-O-N.com. And uh, he's pretty iconic and uh, has done some pretty amazing stuff, and we're going to go through that uh, and talk about his um, you know, how he got into music and how that music, that, that, that song just really, really does a lot to me. But let me bring Adam into the studio. Adam, hello. Yes. Great song. And then let me bring my co-host in, uh, Spencer Drake from New York. Hey, Holly. And uh, Spencer, welcome to the show. Spencer, you want hey, to let thanks. everyone Hi, Adam. a little bit hey, who Spencer, you are how really are you? quick? Cool, miss. Yeah. So nice. Spencer's calling in from New York, and Spencer's really uh, a lot of shows with me and also has a lot of his own things going on as far as album design work and uh, in the MoMA Gallery and also in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and quite a few other things. So, Spencer, you have any, is there anything I left out that you want to add? Well, yeah, the only thing uh, is uh, the Ramon show coming up at the Queens and um Grammy Museums. I have some of my album covers okay. in that. It's gonna be a historic show and Queens cool. Museum Queens Museum, April tenth is the opening. Everybody can come. It's four to eight PM. Holly fly on in for this one. And uh <laughs> mm-hmm. it's gonna be a really big thing. Uh and uh my partner Judith and I uh, as you as you mentioned are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a very big thing uh this year. And uh oh. yeah. Great. So Adam, we are happy, and Spencer, we're we're on. Just God, there's so much emotion in that, and uh, 
Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had to. I had to play. I had to play that song because. First of all, it's rainy here. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Perfect. Second of all, yeah. That's the perfect backdrop. Like, the perfect backdrop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you know, um, you know, reflecting on that song, and I know a lot of people will go along with this. A lot of people are leaving and moving on to the next place right now. There's mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, of, lost a lot of really great people, um, famous, not famous, here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's really important that we acknowledge that um, we miss those people in our lives and that we're going to, we'll see them in our next lifetime. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I think. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. exactly anyway. right, Holly. I mm-hmm. totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, I feel you know, the same way. We we both share that in common. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I really believe that uh, we move on. You know, it's all pure, pure, fast energy, and we go to the next place and <clears> – <throat> We either come back and do it all over again or we move on, you know, but, um, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, you know, um, you know, when Spencer had mentioned to me and I had heard your music and you've been a friend for a while um, about coming on and I knew your latest release, The Light Shines, mm-hmm. you have a very, very, very diverse, interesting background back to what kind of music you were listening to about your first song at 17 with George Benson, going yeah, on tours yeah. with the Bee Gees, uh-huh, performing with yeah. some amazing people. Um, first, what I'd like to do before we get started on talking about how you got into music and your background is, how did you and Spencer meet? Let me intro this one because okay. I, I had seen um, Adam play at uh, mm-hmm. the pub, Joe's Pub, right. and he was... Uh, side guitar to no- was that right? Nona Hendrix. Yeah, that right? Exactly. That that's right. That's right. Awesome. And then, yeah, and like Holly, what a show! It was unreal. And Nona Hendrix alone with Adam, wow, you know. And then I yeah. saw Adam at the, I saw Adam at the uh, Rockwood Music Hall another time, mm-hmm. and he did that's a right. uh, yeah. beautiful yeah. set. And um, so that I, you know, his music, as we all know, is really beautiful, and he's got a real this blues oh, root. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. It's thank gorgeous. You. Thank you, it's, it's got, yeah, I mean, you've shared the stage with Whitney Houston, B.B. King, Sophie B. Hawkins, uh, Eric Clapton, yeah, uh, you, Peter you know, Gabriel, it's, which, yeah, yeah. I mean, God, it's <coughs> endless. I know. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's funny because when I when I think back at it, you know, some of some of mm-hmm. it is almost like a blur because you know yeah. when you're when you're in the midst of doing it, it's just something that happens. You know, it's like a job and you show up at a certain place and you do the job and then you go home and then you you almost like forget about it. And, uh-huh. and over, over the years, I've just from time to time, I've I've tried to tried to hold on to the you know before we would do a tour, we'd get these itinerary books and they'd have the hotel, you know, and how how you'd get to this particular place where the hotel was located, and and. I found myself holding on to these books over the years, and then I think uh-huh. one day I was cleaning some things out, and I found a couple of the books, and I had to, oh, you know, wow. it, it actually was a reminder of some of the things that I had done. It was almost like a, a, its own journal, in a sense, you know, so that kind of like brought things uh-huh. back. But like you said, so so many names that I, some some of them I had forgotten about, and, you know, I don't know, it just, just the time goes on. Well... You've got you've got I'm sure some stories to tell and uh, how you and Spencer met and 
and me listening to your music and also just talking and knowing you being my friend for the years that we've been friends on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you are on Facebook, just so everyone knows. Um, Adam's on Facebook, also Adam Falcon, F-A-L-C-O-N.com, and The Light Shines is available also as well. That was released um, last year, correct? Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. I wanted to ask uh, Adam about yeah. his pa- the parents, Holly. You know his parents. Yeah. Um, how is mom? You had a music dad, influence, right? Adam, you had a music uh, influence through your parents. Yeah, they 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 were great. A friend of mine just the other day was asking me if there was music in my household growing mm-hmm. up. You know, because I you know I, I I grew up. My dad my dad was was uh, from from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, he would always play a lot of. Fats Domino records, mm. and and uh, I mean early Fats Domino. He loved BB King, uh, and I heard a lot of that growing up. And he played also um, um, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, well, my mom. That was when my mom came in. My mom was a huge Aretha Franklin fan. Mm. So my yeah. mother, she grew up in Harlem, and so so between the two of them, they both loved music. My mom would play like early Jackie Wilson records and Nina Simone oh. records, oh, and wow. Cook and blah blah blah. <laughs> And so that was that was actually the norm for me. You know, my mom would clean the house, and, and, you know, Jackie Wilson record would come on, you know, and maybe her friends would come over, and they'd dance in the living room, and I'd hear these songs. Yeah. And and that was like the, the, the bug that just got me, you know, just hearing that stuff and just moving to the excitement of it all. You know, and then, you know, there was always a radio on in the house, and I heard a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the songs, you know, the early uh, Chuck Berry stuff and the early uh, um, um, uh, Little Richard and then they had the, the, the American bands. And I remember being like a real little kid, and, and American bands would come Aww. on like one afternoon. <laughs> so I grew up hearing all all of this 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 great music, and and so mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just something. No one, it's 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 weird for me because no one in my family really plays an instrument outside of myself. You know, my 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 kids um, take music lessons, but but none of my immediate family. Mom, dad, or, or anyone else that I could recall played any instrument. But they well, love music. But they oh, love the music. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. They did. That's they did. the important part. Yeah. You know what I found really interesting when I read your bio was, um, Spence, when, when I read part of his bio yeah. was where he was listening to the music and you were really inspired by the lyrical sense, but then you got into the writing sense of it and that's what really got you going into music because you were heavily inspired by the Beatles I read and yeah. Bob right, Dylan, right. Joni Mitchell, Carol yep. King, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. Flying the Family yep. Stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean we're thank God we have you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. You know, but amazing you, you music. Know, I I I think about all of those great artists, you know, all those icons now, you know, and and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because I think now so many of the great icons that I that I grew up listening to, a lot of them are no longer here. I know. And, and I keep looking at this list of people that inspired me, and it's like slowly dwindling down. You mentioned Sly and the Family Stone, and not not long yeah. ago, I read that the trumpet the trumpet player uh, had He's passed gone. away. Cynthia Robinson yeah. had passed away. You know, right. and I, I remember just going to the Fillmore East and and seeing Sly and the Family Stone and hearing them. You know, and they were so young and vibrant at the time, but it's. It's like you know, it's, it's, it's less, I guess that was a different time. But yeah, growing up and listening to all of that stuff was was heavily. I was inspired by all of that, all of those sounds. 
Wow. How did you write that song at 17, though? The first song that you wrote for uh, that that George Benson um, ended up That's recording. Yeah. Well, we want to hear about that song. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I um, I've always been a fan of George Benson's music, and mm, he's awesome. Uh, oh, he, he he's he's great. He's great. I, I've always, I've always been a fan of his music, and so I started to write this song that I uh, that I thought. That he would like for some reason, and Aww. I knew I knew we we both at lived in the Bronx. Guys. At seventeen, guys. At seventeen, yeah. 17. <laughs> and that's one reason, you, you know, because it, it took me it took me ten years before he actually heard the song. And when I told him the story ten years later, he said it was a good thing that I didn't give it to him at seventeen because he really wasn't a huge superstar. Uh, when I first wrote that song, as opposed to when he finally heard it, and I, you know, just being seventeen, I was thinking, well, what does a kid seventeen know about writing songs? But it was just a song that just came popped into my head, and 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 I just happened to you know write it out, and had a buddy of mine play it, and and he said, yeah, it's legit, it's written right, and everything, and I just held on to the song, I was just too shy to play it for him, just thinking, you know, this is the great George Benson, you know, he's not going to want to hear this song by this kid, so I just held on to it. And, wow. and 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 then ten ten years later, uh, uh, the great producer Ari Martin uh, had had a, a, a chance meeting him, which is like mm. another story within itself. I was doing some things with Rick James, and he had brought me over to Atlantic Records wow. for this session, and um, that's when I met Ari Martin. And I I had been a huge fan of his from reading uh, I I used to buy all these albums, Spence. I'm sure you could relate to this, and I'd look at all the credits on the back. I often saw Aries Martin. I used to buy these Young Rascal records and 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 right. and, and see Aries Martin, producer. And so I never knew what that meant. So that that he always stuck in my head. So years later, when I when I had the chance to meet him, I jumped at the opportunity and went to the studio to meet him, and told him the story. And I, and then and then we just exchanged uh, a couple of numbers and things. And then he I had asked him what his next project was, and he told me it was George Benson. And that was almost like fortuitous for me because um, uh, I said, wow, I hadn't seen George in in years. So he said, come on by, come by the studio, and and um, you can hang out with George, you know, because he's, he's moving back. At that time, he was living in Hawaii, and he was moving back to New York. And so they invited me up to the studio, and George and I, we had connected, and we talked for a little bit. And then every he knew that I was writing songs through George because George had told him, you know, I used to, I used to, uh, George had, had told him that I used to take music lessons with him. And George had also known that I had been writing some songs. So he's telling Arif uh, about these songs that I had written. And Arif said, well, do you have any to to submit? And In Search of a Dream happened to be one of the songs that, that actually was on the demo that I had submitted. And what really makes it strange is, is, it was a five-song demo that I had given these guys to listen to. And I'll never forget, it was five songs, and In Search of a Dream was the last one on the demo. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 was, it was a situation where, where I wasn't going to put that song on the CD, on the, on the cassette. I was going to leave that song off. And so when, when the songs were playing in the room for everybody to listen to, Nobody was really paying attention to the first four songs or so. And then I started to tell the engineer to take the tape out. You know, you know they, they don't really like these songs. And just as I was about to say that, the introduction to In Search of a Dream played, and the room instantaneously got quiet. 
and and Arif looked at me, and then he looked at George, and George looked at Arif and looked at me, and they asked me at the same time, did you write this song? I said, yeah. <laughs> and they said, okay, let's do this one. And it was almost like a surreal experience for me because I'm sitting there with the great George Benson and the great Arif Martin, and these guys want to wow. record one of my songs. That's incredible. Yeah. Great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. You know, what I want to hear about is what it was like when you did a lot of work with Tower of Power. I know that you've just recently done some stuff with them, too, and you're very close to them. Yeah, that was – that was. Uh, I had I had a, um, the privilege, once again, mm-hmm. to open a show for them. Uh, and and I didn't I didn't really know them that well, but I had a buddy of mine out in California – uh, who knew who knew a lot of the members in the band, and they they did like a, a, a pre New Year's Eve show here in New York, and I was invited to open for them, which was like a a, a, a great experience for me because um, I I grew up listening to to a lot of Tower of Power. Uh huh. Me yeah, too. So, yeah, and and so that was that, and just to hang out with those guys and take pictures with them and the and the whole nine was 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 beautiful. Did, what did you do with amazing. what did you do with Peter Gabriel? Uh Peter yeah. Gabriel he, he, that that that's an interesting story too because at, at um I was working it was a TV show that we were both on. I was working at that time I was working with a great singer-songwriter um uh, from South Africa named Jonathan Butler. Mm-hmm. And and um he was he he was managed by um some folks out of England, and uh, we we did this tour, and then we had just come off the tour, and I think Peter, Peter Gable was doing like a TV show, and we had gotten invited to be a guest on this TV show along with Peter Gabriel, so we had hung out backstage and and you know doing those types of shows. We were there just like for hours on end, a lot of downtime. He's such a great so. guy. Beautiful. He's he was a great beautiful. Guy. He was beautiful. Yeah. 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 Did you yeah. ever have a chance to meet Alan Parsons? No. No, but I, I, Alan's I, I, really great too. That whole that no. whole that whole area, Peter Gabriel and Genesis and Alan and that whole thing, it's really amazing. You now I, went I, that I, direction. Wow, wow, yeah. It's, but I did it's great. I, I, I did meet um um oh uh, who was the drummer uh, Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Uh, yeah, yeah met, Phil's great. I, I, I met Phil Collins. Uh, with the same the same singer, uh, we we did seventeen shows opening for Eric Clapton. Wow! Yeah, Eric at the, at the Royal Albert Hall, and yep. and and Phil Collins actually was uh, was one of the drummers. On wow! That so I yeah. see. Oh, that's great. iconic. <laughs> now, what did what did you do with Robert Palmer? Rob, that's that's a that you know I I, I kind of wish I had worked with him longer. Yeah. Because when I first started working with him, he he was he was doing more of a bluesy and swamp kind of thing. You know, he was really? he wow. had yeah, he had he had these two yeah, albums. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he you, was you doing know, that. Yeah. Yeah. What, there was one record I called "Sneaking Sally Through the Alley." Yep. Oh yeah, yep. right. Exactly. Yep. Classic. Yep. yep. Uh huh. And and we were rehearsing to do some things, and so we did some shows together. Uh, and that that's but then then. It didn't really take off for him, and so he changed directions and came back almost like with a disco kind of thing, you know, that '90s right. thing or '80s thing, whatever, and took off in a complete. So I was, I was like spellbound. 
when I saw him coming out with with the suits and the women. I mean, he always he always dressed smart. Was that amazing? He was so theatrical and so dramatic. Yeah, yeah, Seriously. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. So that, let's that round up this thing with with two stories that we I think both Holly and I want to know about Roberta Flack and Whitney Houston. Uh, Roberta, Roberta was, was a, a sweetheart. It's a, it's a great story, and I don't know if she'd want me to tell it, but I can tell it anyway. Oh, no, yeah, we yeah. want to hear it, but can, I, can I say something really quick before we go into that? Sure. I want to say again that we have Adam Falcon on. If you tuned in late, you can hear the show in its entirety <laughs> from the beginning on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio as a podcast. And if you'd like to call in and speak to either myself or Spencer or Adam, the number is 347 Seven seven one zero three six, and the chat room is open. And let me check the chat room. And I want to thank everyone that's in the chat room. And also, there's a lot of people listening live. So to everyone listening live, if you missed the beginning, you gotta listen to the whole show in its entirety. So there we go. We're back to Roberta Flack. And yes, she wants you to tell the story. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, a buddy of mine. I knew uh-huh. the road manager. I had known the road manager for for quite some time. And I had run into him on the street, and he said, uh, Roberta is looking for a guitar player. And oh, I wasn't wow. really interested at the time, and so um, uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll come and check it out. And so I'd gone down to the rehearsal, and and she didn't really say too much to me. Uh, I, I I was just there to just check out because I knew some of the other musicians in the band as well. And... Um, the next thing I know, she 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 said, um, uh, "Do you want to start this tour I'm doing?" And I said, "Great." So she said, "Okay, get together with some of the other guys and you know, go over the music." And I and and I learned the music. And then uh, later on, I found out that she hired me because she thought I looked like Bob Marley. I reminded yeah. her of Bob Marley. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that one. Jeez. Yeah, I, I love that. But you know what? You're so you're so that you're you're so opposite. You both are different. You both have a great yes. message to bring to the world, but you know what? Truly, um, well, that's cute. That's cute. She hired yeah, because right. you look like Bob Marley. Because I look like I remind because because oh my and, God. And she, she she's beautiful like that too because she's she's yeah. such an amazing artist. Sure. An amazing mm-hmm. musician, uh, and, mm-hmm. and she, she, I, a lot of people in the in the group would refer to her as like the female Miles Davis because you never wow. knew where she was going to come from. She is, yeah. You, you, you never, you never knew, yeah, yeah. Because that's really a big thing. Yeah, oh, she, it was, it was, so, 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 so when she told me that, I, I, I said, yeah, that totally makes sense because that that seems like a Miles Davis kind of thing, you know. I said, well, suppose you, you know, mm-hmm. suppose, let's just say, Roberta, that I sucked. You know, yeah. you know what would you have done? She said, "Oh, you wouldn't be here this long. We wouldn't have had this conversation." <laughs> oh, you're uh, funny. That's funny. Yeah. So, what yeah. was your story that with Whitney Houston? Funny. Well, now Whitney was the same same thing. I knew Whitney when she used to play at a club in New York called Sweetwaters. Mm, and I knew that. I knew a lot of the guys in That's that band club. too. Yeah, yeah. It was a small little club, and and actually that was the club I used to play in there religiously. Wow. Uh, that was the club that she was actually signed out of. Um, Clive Davis, uh, the great Clive Davis, had gone to see her one one night and had signed her. But when she got to be this this huge superstar, I had again was working with another artist, and we we did um, a tour together. 
uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, the author Jonathan Butler and, I, and and we were on the same bill with with um, uh, Whitney Houston, and we 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 got to be really close in a lot of ways. I mean, she was she. It's it's interesting because you see someone start out. Yeah, you, you you see a person start out one way, and then you see the star get bigger and bigger. The stardom just gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. The crowds were getting right. bigger. The celebrities that came out to the shows were getting bigger, and and she she still she still managed though to be a very down to earth person. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the nights we would just hang out in the bars and you know just have a drink and you know just kick it. And she was she was she was a sweetheart. You know, um, it's it's tragic how she how she died, but yeah. somehow somehow there was like traces of that 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 be like she was like troubled with some things, and there was always like a side to her that that never really looked like totally happy. You know, to, to me anyway, to me she, yeah. she seemed like it was like always. Did she always have a her. sense of sadness, a little bit of sadness to her? I I felt that. I felt it. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I felt that. Yeah, but you but you really when you worked with her, you felt really empowered. I mean, that she has she I mean, you know, her music is iconic and her music is absolutely gorgeous. So, you know, I mean, her music yeah. her music yeah. is timeless. Yes, it right. really is. It is. Right. It is. It is. And I I I think because of the 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 turmoil that she may have been Going through, you know, whatever it was mm-hmm. um, throughout her life, I, I think that that came out in her performances. I mean, because right. every song that she would sing, she would make that her song. Even mm-hmm. though, even, even though I, I, I remember George Benson had a had a hit with the song "The Greatest Love of All," but I think most people remember Whitney Houston's version of that song. Mm. Wow! Uh, yeah, it, they it, do. It, it's it's the same thing with the with the song to Dolly Parton. Wrote. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I truly, I, f- I forget the name of the, the song now, but Dolly Parton wrote the song, and and most people uh, know of the version that Whitney Houston sang. Mm. And I think she, I think she did that with just about every song she sang. She just would take mm. the song and make it hers. Well, yeah. you know, with all the people that you've worked with, you know, and I know that you've got some stories like the Roberta Flack story and. Working with Whitney Houston and Robert Palmer. What about when you worked with, um, you know, BB King? Did you ever work with BB King? Not, I had, not, no. What I did was um, uh, I worked with another singer and we shared the bill, and then um, Mm -hmm. I opened for him one time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he did you get uh, to meet him? I did. I did. It was that, and it's the it's the funniest thing. Did you thing, tell him? Almost, did you tell him you were listening to his music when you were a little kid? I did. I did. And he was such a gentleman about it. He was such a gentleman and a sweetheart. Wow. And he didn't want to hear all about it and you know where I grew up in the whole thing. And what really was what what I felt strange was that it was a it was at an after party after a show. Mm-hmm. And the after party of all places was at Studio 54. So I'm listening to Blondie oh, and I'm God. talking to B.B. King. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's funny. That so is it, funny. It, it seemed like it was such a disconnect for me, you know, to, to be talking to this great blues artist in this disco club, you know. But it was it was, it was <laughs> good. It was good. But he was, he was a sweetheart. But Spencer, I'm sure, will get a kick out of this. Spencer did uh, – I, I worked with this uh, blues singer from Japan named Toro Oki. 
Oh yeah! Oh uh-huh. my God! I, 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 I should let you tell that story, Spencer. But 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 he was Toro Oki was actually a very good friend of BB King, and I had mentioned oh. to BB King uh, about Toro Oki, and he had the, the nicest things to say about about this this uh, uh, friend of mine. Yeah, he, he he was he was. Well, great you know, it. yeah, Holly, I gotta tell you, we gotta tell the story. Uh, Bob Gruen calls me up and he says, Spencer, I got these two albums. They're gonna be like by this artist Tori Oki in Japan, and you know uh-huh. Bob Gruen. So you know Bob had me design with his photographs, and that's how it started. And then, ironically, Adam's in the picture, Holly, with the group. <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's in the picture with the group. I mean, this goes back way years, right? Right, Adam? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's what freaked me out because, you know, I forgot about it. It's like Adam I talked to <laughs> and he says, oh, remember Tori Oki? And I said, wow, Tori Oki. And then I looked at yeah. the picture. There's a picture of Adam in the group. I said, oh, my God, this is yeah. really bizarre. All good, though. You know, all good, yeah. but it's yeah. really interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tori Oki is a really interesting guy. He's really cool. Yeah, I, 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 was, wow. I was trying trying to see if I could reach out to him, you know, because I see a couple of guys played in the band at that time on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I wonder if any of them had had run into Toro in in Japan. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, I don't know, I haven't spoken to him in a long time. In, in years, I know. Yeah, you know? but he was a big BB BB King fan. Uh, wow, I, see, that, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, huge, huge. Did you get? Was, a, let me ask you a question. You must have gotten into this. I mean, this would be like a, a usual call. But uh, like Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters and what that whole ear, you know that whole thing. I mean, you get in, you must have got into their music. Oh, I, I love it. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because I, I was gonna tell you thank you for that 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 picture that you had sent of of um, John, John Lee, Lee Hooker. Hooker. <laughs> Man, Holly, I, I did a front cover for John Lee Hooker's album, and he's got it. I I think I sent it to you too a long yep. time ago, but. He's good. Yeah, it's a great shot. But um, yeah, John Lee Hooker was really amazing. Yeah. So, but all all of those wow. guys. Wow. Yeah, all of those guys are like, whoa, you know, it's a whole um, learning. But I picked that up with your music because you've got that blues thing. A lot of the blues in your music. And it's it's interesting you say that, Spence, because because I heard a lot of that as a kid. And yeah. my father used to always tell me to play the blues, play the blues. But, you know, really? you always want to do the opposite of what your dad says, you know, what your parents <laughs> say. <laughs> right, but right. then but then some, somehow it goes full circle, and you mm-hmm. end up playing. You know, it's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm loving a lot of the stuff that I'm hearing. And re, it's almost like I'm rediscovering a yeah. lot of blues, and there's so much truth. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. That's yeah, great. So. You know, no, no, seriously. How can you say that you don't think you're, oh, my gosh, Woke Up Crime <laughs> definitely has the bluesiest blues sound. Oh, my God. I could, like, totally hear, like, you know, Stevie Van Zandt in the background yeah. somewhere, you know. Seriously, right. wow, that wow. song, like, totally rocks it. I mean, and the song that we're going to end with today, which the light shines, and let's talk about your latest project and what you're currently working on, and if you're going to be on tour where people can see you play. Let's talk about that. Okay, um, okay. Let's talk about the light shines first. Let's talk about who plays on that and uh, the different tracks, and then let's move on into what you're working on currently and where you're going to be so people okay. can see you. Sure, sure. Um the, the 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 guys that are playing on the light shine with me and it's interesting uh because that record uh wasn't really intended to be a record uh i was i was down 
in 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 New Orleans during Jazz Fest, and I ran into these two musicians, and we sort of just like hit it off. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys um, is from Austin. Uh, Nick Diaz was from Austin. He he uh-huh. actually plays guitar and bass. And then there was a drummer named Evan Howard, who actually I found out later on lived right in New York in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And and so the three of us had gotten together and we did uh two weeks of shows um down in the Caribbean. Mm. And we were playing a bunch of my music and a bunch really? of those songs. Yeah, wow. we just, this is a club that I play at um quite a bit. So I brought those guys down there and we just started playing some of my songs and playing my songs night after night, night after night. And then they said, you know, let's let's make a record of of some of this stuff. And I said, well, you know, the uh-huh. song's not really flushed out yet, and, you know, I'm still working on them. So we we went back to New York and booked some time in the studio, and we recorded five of the six songs. Uh, but then I wasn't really happy with how it turned. We had to really, like, do it in a hurry, because I think after we came back from the Caribbean, we had, like, some uh, another show booked somewhere else, and we, we couldn't really finish the record the way it was intended to be finished. So um, it actually sat on the shelf for a little while, for maybe like about a year or so, uh, and I would go back and try to work on it. I'd go back and try to fix certain things on there and do certain things. And then finally I said, well, I'm just going to remix the whole project again. And so I got a buddy of mine uh, who who has worked with me over the years. Uh, he came in and actually uh, we we recorded some songs and some songs I fixed some of the vocals and things. And then we added one more song, which ended up being the title track, The Light Shines. Uh, but, but It's beautiful. We're going to end with that, too. It's a gorgeous song. Oh, thank song. you. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Thank you. It's so positive and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And that, that was one of the songs, actually, that came to, to – to, that made it on the record – uh, a little bit later, because I was, you know, I, I had written that song, and a friend of mine heard it, a, a fantastic singer, um, had heard the song, and and she said, you know, you you, you gotta you gotta do this song, Martha Redbone. I don't know if you're familiar with Martha Redbone, but Spencer might have might have yeah. seen her a few times. Martha Redbone, a great yeah, singer. Yeah. yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, so she she actually is singing on the track with me. But it was her idea to actually put that song. She said, "You can't, you, you know, you, you, if, if you're going to do this record and put five songs, you might as well just put one more on there." So she was, she was the catalyst for getting that on there. The light shines, but 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 the record is is, is getting a lot of nice response from people. A lot of people like this record, and I think it's a, it's a very good representation. I'm, I'm gonna. I got to ask you a question: Is Martha Redbone related to Leon Redbone? Someone, that, someone else asked that question. No, she's not. She's not. Yeah, I know. It'd be a typical question mm-hmm, to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. She would, she would get that all the time. I bet. Mm-hmm. She get that all the time. You would. It's it's almost like it's almost. Here's another one for you, Spencer. When I tell people that I've played with uh, Nona Hendricks, mm-hmm. they say, especially a lot of the young kids, and they say, Was that "Oh Jimmy God, Hendrix's Jimmy Hendrix." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I doubt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you were listening. Did you did you listen to Jimmy at all when you were growing up? Oh, did I ever? Yeah. Did I ever? I, 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 I love listening. And I I, rem- I remember um, being in the Fillmore East uh, to see a show, and oh, the wow. tickets went on sale for the band uh-huh. of Gypsies. And, oh um, wow! I I remember by the time I, I remember hearing the announcement, but by the time I went to get the tickets at the end of the, the show, I was seeing they were sold the, out. They were sold out. 
I, yeah. I saw Hendrix. I saw Hendrix live in Connecticut with a band on his oh, stage. Oh man! And wow. I think I told you the story is funny because he's playing. I don't even remember the set. I remember I'm in my head. I remember the band on the stage and he's playing, and and it's a cold night. And all I remember is he said this is in the middle of a song. He says, "Oh, my hands are cold." <laughs> And that's all I remember. But I was fortunate enough to see him. You know, it was amazing. Wow. You know? wow. Yeah, I wish I could have seen that. I've never, I've never seen him, and I've had friends that have seen him countless times, and 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 told me how amazing he was. I had friends actually that go on to see him to do the the Fillmore East show, and they wow. said it was just amazing. And then the, well, a, you're another amazing, good... Adam. Okay. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that, Holly. You're happening, man. Please. You're happening. <laughs> we know you're. We know. So now this brings me into what are you currently working on, and when are you going to be on tour, if not already? Okay. Where are you going to play? Well, right now, right now, I was telling this to Spencer the other day. I don't really have too much. I just finished doing like a couple of shows. Um, cool. I just finished doing a show at Rockwood again, and I did something up at a, mm-hmm. a club called Twelve Grapes. Uh, but I, I really oh, wow. should get back into the studio to finish up a new record. I've been working on this record oh, really? I think, like forever to work on a project. So so now I'm just in the process of just finishing up some songs and going in and just banging out some of these oh, songs. Great. Yeah, great. So I'm, I'm excited about that because it's really coming along really, really good. You know, you know what's interesting? Place. On the album, you have Karina, the Taj Mahal song, which I think is so... When I bought Taj Mahal, that first album, that was on it. I used to play the grooves out of that song. Oh man, I love that. So Taj is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. He's he's one of my favorites, and so so when we did the record, I had to include that on. That that was one of the songs that we just had that in our rotation. Wow. You know, but I, I, that's like that. Like I said, Taj is like one of my favorites. I could listen to him endless, endlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, seriously. Did you ever get into? Um, I want to ask you, this is going to be really funny. Did you ever get into any of the other stuff on the other end of the spectrum, like tubular bells or anything like that? No, not really. I can't, I can't. No, no I don't need, I'm, I'm You're more to, into the soul stuff, which I was yeah, too, like Etta yeah. James and, uh, you know, um, yeah. you, you know, know that I, whole. I, I, I listened to like a lot of rock. My cousin used to come uh, over. With records by Cream, he come over with records uh, Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Manfred Mann, yeah. every Beatles album that ever came out, and every Rolling Stones album, every Stones album that ever came out. My cousin had all of these records, right. and so 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 that's that's a lot of the stuff that I that I really grew up on. And then listening to, I, I I used to tell people that my music is 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 more reminiscent of a period as opposed to a genre. Because mm. if you listen to radio between 1967, 68, and maybe 1970, 71, uh-huh. anything that was played in that period can be heard in the music that I do. Because that was the, some of the radio yeah, that's true. That, I, that I listened to. And I just love the music of that, of that period between 67 and 72. Somewhere any, any, Are you watching in a vinyl? Are you watching the show Vinyl on HBO? You know, I haven't seen not one. How many shows did they show already? Three. It's been on three weeks already. I think three. I think three. three. I haven't seen it. every every Second Sunday. One, I've been you, busy. You need to see it. You need That's, to see it. I don't it. know. I, I, Holly, I differ. Uh, Holly, I differ with you on this. I really do. I I don't. I've talked to a lot of music people. It's not what 
I mean, my whole opinion it's is I definitely think it's not what it was because we both know that it's over the top. But there are some uh. really good stories in the. You've got you've got to you've got to know that there are some really good things there. And for the people that really weren't there, we want you all to know it really wasn't like that. Okay, people weren't um, doing. The thing, the yeah, thing the drugs that, and stuff was happening. But, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's you know, too much. But the, you know, but you know what? The interesting about Scorsese, which was seen as other movies like Goodfellas, he's really into the bad part of the music business. Like he beats up mm. one of the musicians, you know, mm. and one of the episodes because he doesn't sign with them with this record label. He's into that whole thing, but. I, it's too much. But that I mean, stuff really too... happened. Did you you knew that, right? Spence? Well, yeah, that, but it's too really overplayed. It's not done well. Uh, although, you know, it's really interesting. I I really what I really like is the casting. I really love yeah. the casting. Yeah. Like in in it, the people who are playing the parts. Casting's even, amazing. Right, wow. and also the musicians, the people who play mm-hmm. those musicians look like them. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. and Peter Grant, Peter Grant, the manager of Led Zeppelin. If you watch it, he, that was Peter Grant. He was fat. Uh, he mm-hmm. was hard. He was a very, you know Holly, very hard person. They got him to the T on his personality, Peter wow. Grant. Now so let me ask you this, lot... Spencer: is, is 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 it based off of real characters or or, or is it like fictitious? It's based off real people. Yep, and um, and Mick Jagger is is producing or doing part right. of it too when his I son saw plays that. I saw that. one of it's the got, lead it's, singers. It's a big mix the... on opinion. It's a big mix on opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, like Richard Hell of the Voidoids wrote an article. He said, look, he's not really into it, but if you want to watch it, I think you got to watch it. Everybody's got a different plan. You do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. say yeah. it's yeah. a must think for me. For me, I've been through the era. I designed for so many musicians in that era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like, for me, it's like, oh my God, you know what I mean? But for people who don't know about it, it might be. It They're might thinking, be interesting. Oh God, Everybody's going to have a different plan. I wouldn't say it's we a must to... thing, but you, you know, you should look yeah. at it. Yeah, the imagery. We want is to great, tell though. you guys out there, it was not that crazy. It may have been crazy, and uh, the drug part, I believe, part of that. I know, <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. But <laughs> the meetings and people getting fired and throwing things and stuff like that. No, 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 no. But mm. um, you know what? And I know you'll agree with me on this fence. The very yeah. first one, it was very high. It was very high, like, um, oh, you got to watch it. Hype, hype, hype. Watch right, it. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's good. what I heard. I was good. Still a little mixed on it because that was where the Led Zeppelin stuff came in. And you mm-hmm. learned a lot of stories behind it about people pissing people off, not selling them out and stuff like that. That Some of that stuff really happened. But then the second one I felt was a little dark and a little, and it mm. left it with an open end when he goes to the guy's house. Yeah, yeah, you're I'm right. Really yeah, glad, I'm really I agree with glad you. that we saw the third one because it kind of made a little more sense to it. Mm-hmm. But what if you see the first one, the place, that the guy, the record producer guy, it falls down, and supposedly the group that's there that's playing was not the group that really. It did really happen. That building did really collapse, but it was not um, the group that was there. Wow! Right. So right. I ask you guys, so, so these. So I mean, it's based have on to real. See it. You know, I agree with you, Holly. I, mm-hmm. I, I I believe that everybody should see it. That's the underline mm-hmm. to that one. Everybody wow. should see it and get their own opinion. I just don't yeah. have it as my. 
knock off the chair type of thing, you know. It, <laughs> yeah, it's, totally. it was overhyped. But but yeah. everybody should see it because uh, there's going to be different takes on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, sure. I can't wait. Yeah. Now, I'm now, waiting to see them get into the the um, stuff with the Mo- they're going to get into Motown because they already the did the Don- they did the Johnny Osmond crap in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. they right. These are, are real incidents. Definitely- These are real incidences, then, right? That real storyline. Real, real stuff. Yeah, ah, some of it and okay. some I of it's blown that. way out of proportion. Mm, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's blown out of proportion. Well, and, well we, Holly, did you mention like to me it. the girl, the girl who, uh, you know, the uh, Mick Jagger's son is the in blonde and he girl. That, right, she. I well, believe. Did you mention to me it's going to be like Sid and Nancy? Someone mentioned. <laughs> I believe that's uh. what I call. I don't know. I do not know. That's a good one. I like that yet. call. I like Sid that Nancy. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm telling you, that was a good one, Holly. Those mm. two are going to become Sid and Nancy. I yeah. have a feeling, yeah. and and let's see if it happens. And if it doesn't happen, yeah. it doesn't happen. But that would be the perfect character. That would be a great one for the script. I'm telling you, you got a good one there. Wow. We've uh. got somebody. We've got somebody calling in from 404. You want to take a call? Sure. Who we? Who do we know in 404? Let's see who is it. Hold on a second. 404, you're on there. Who's this? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Easy come, easy go. <laughs> maybe they no, maybe they got disconnected. Who knows? Yeah, you know, true, people true, call Holly. in all the time. Yeah. And um, you know. Where is four oh four anyway? That's a good question. I was trying to like look that up as you were saying it. Four oh four. I've got the number a, but I don't want to say that. That is here. a wild area code. I'm wow. gonna actually write it down right now on my on my um pad here. Yeah. But I'm actually I, I do wanna know who that was that called because it was very interesting. It sounded yeah. like they were driving. Hey, wait yeah, a minute, Holly, I gotta ask him a question. This is a Holly question to you, Adam. Okay. Because Holly usually <laughs> asks this is a really good one. Uh who would you wanna play with if you had the choice to play with somebody in music? Holly always asks this. a very good question. Oh Ooh. no, no, no. It's who would you wanna play with that you haven't already played with and right, why. Right. Yep. Oh, Sorry. that's 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 a, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, ooh. And I don't ask anyone, just everyone. You're special, so Spencer knew that. He knew who, to yeah, ask. Who, who, would yeah. I, who would I want to play with? Who would you uh, want to play with that you haven't already? That I haven't. Living, living or alive or dead. Uh, or right. alive or in the next place. Sorry, I hate to use the word dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Alive right. or in the next place, and why? Um, I I I think I would have I would have loved to play with somebody like like Miles Davis, oh. uh, Ray, Ray Charles, uh, Ray Charles maybe. Wow. Um, John Lennon. Mm-hmm. John. Yeah. Uh, Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Well, Joni, Joni's at still kicking, so she's still putting them out there. So yep, that's true. That's yeah. still happening. I mean, you have no idea how many people like yourself that have played with so many iconic people come on, and there's certain people they haven't played with, mm-hmm. and they drop yeah. the name, and then you know what? I get a call maybe a month or so later. Hey, guess what? I'm doing something with this so and so because of right, the show. Right, right. I know, I know. You know, it's, it's so, interesting you you say this, Holly, because 
growing up as a kid, I used to go to see these shows in Central Park here in New York, and one of the shows was mm-hmm. Roberta Flack. And I remembered as a kid, I always wanted to play for her. Mm-hmm. And when well, that when that came to be, I, I, I told her that story. She just got the biggest kick out of that, you know, because I just yeah, I was like this little kid. Oh, and at one point, I was so almost, I was almost like terrified to play, you know, because I was yeah. like looking at this person here I'm playing with, you know, as, as she's like a larger than life figure for me, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's incredible. You know, I'm going to ask you something now, a Spencer question, because I okay. know Spencer, you, you, you <laughs> got that role reversal happening. <laughs> Spencer's really into film. Have you done or thought about doing any music scores for film or anything yeah, like that's that? Yeah, that's a good one. Yep, that's very I'd, good. I'd, or television. I'd, I'd love, I'd love to do that. I did have a song that was used uh, in a, in a in a TV documentary. I read that. I read yeah, that. That okay. that came that came about as a, as a surprise, uh, and I'd love to do to do more of that. Um, but but. That sure, I'd, I'd love to take on a project like that. You know, that could get like a little, a little uh, in, intense, I believe. But I'd love something like that to, to have some. I'd like to have some of my songs actually placed in some movies. If anybody's listening and they want to use one of my songs, please. <laughs> Feel free. Okay, Adam, that's the next question. How would somebody reach you? Yeah. Do you have an uh, email? That I do have an email. They someone, can always, anyone? Sure, they could. They could always reach me, uh, Adam Falcon at. At yahoo.com, this was my email, mm-hmm. or they could also reach me through adamfalcon.com, uh, or they could reach me through through either of the Facebook. Um, I've got two Facebook pages. Uh, Adam is the Adam Falcon Third uh, Facebook page, and there's mm-hmm. Adam Falcon Fan Base mm-hmm. uh, page. So either right. either of those um, uh, Facebook pages, or my website, or my email. Uh, I'd 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 be happy to hear from anybody who wants to write me and ask for a song. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, cool. well, we we you know what the song that we opened up with, and if you guys missed the beginning of the show, like I said, it'll be available on iTunes afterwards and on Red Velvet Media. Um, afterwards, that song I totally see that is something in a really in in some sort of movie or something. Don't you agree, Spence? Yeah, I definitely do, Holly. Yeah. Yeah, and yep. the light shines that we're going to end with um, is also a really cool song. It shows a whole different it side is. of you. Yeah. It's right. upbeat. It's um, very. Um, uh, it's very light. Mm, thank you, thank you, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's great. It That's is. good. It's very That's light. Good. That's good. That's good. I like that one. And I really like that. Use that. I got to use that. I want to tell everyone thank you so much for being here today and listening and tuning in. And for everyone that um, is in the chat room, thank you. And for everyone that missed it, you can download it, like I said, afterwards or click the link and listen to it afterwards. Download it as a podcast. Um, And we will be back next week. It is Friday. Please do not drink and drive. I have to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And uh, um, I know Spencer. Is there anything more that you would like to ask, Adam? Um, there was something I wanted to mention. There's going to be a benefit at the uh, Bowery Electric, um, mm-hmm. and our friend Lenny Kay is playing there. It's uh, March 9th, 6:30 at the Bowery Electric. It's a 
annual birthday tribute to the late George L. Pop, uh, a benefit for the American Heart Association. Oh, and there's cool. going to be a lot of musicians playing there, like nice. Ricky Bird, who we've had on, uh, and the Left the American Bank. American Heart Association. So is Tracy involved in that? Because that's part of her foundation. Yeah, maybe. Alan with. Merrill is playing. Wow. Holly, oh, Alan cool. Alan's going to play till oh, Right. Cool. He was on our show. Adam, and, where, uh, are you, where are you? You're in New York, right? I'm here in New York, so I might have to make so you that. Gotta, you got to head out to some of these events and go meet Spence at some of these events because there's a yeah, lot of things go, happening. This is a good one. And, um, again, it's March 9th, 630 at the Bowery Electric, and um, tickets are only for people only at $12 at the door. And I think it's going to be with all the bands playing, Lenny Kay's playing, and mm. Jimmy McElligot's playing with a band called the Dive Bar Romeos with Joey Kelly. Oh, it's an cool. amazing band. Huh. Yeah, so it's That's kind great. of a... Um, it's kind of, and there's some other groups playing, so it's going to be a whole, all night music event, and it's really cool and it's for, for a benefit, uh, as I repeat. So it's a good cause, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a special event. I just wanted to mention it, you know. That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. no. And Adam, wow. I want to tell you thank you so much. You are just like such a great guest. And, um, oh, thank you, Holly. Thank you. Great person to have in, and we would like to have you back when you're next. That's right. Music drops sure, and any sure. new projects you take along the way. Um, you know what I wanted to ask you? Um, you have children. Um, do you mentor them with your music? You know, my my daughter actually takes piano lessons. She had a piano lesson mm-hmm. today, actually. She takes piano lessons, and I'm sort of like her tutor in a, in a sense. She's ten years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I I, I she she she. A, a great artist. She not only likes music, but she likes to draw and she likes to dance. And so this music, again, like like how I grew up, there's always a lot of music around her. So I sort of mentor her a, a, a little bit. I don't really want to guide them too much or force them, you know, but there's a lot of instruments around the house. So from time to time, she'll pick up the guitar and ask me how do I play a certain chord and you know, show her how to play a chord. And so I'll show it to her, but then I'll see her pick it up again later on and play it. But she's been taking piano now for a while. My son, he thinks he could play guitar. Uh, he's eight, so he'll just pick it up <laughs> and, and plugs it in You're and so goes. You're so funny. He thinks. <laughs> he plugs it in. Teach wow. him, Adam. Teach him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes. And, and then, and then he, just, he, 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 he just got a set of drums. And oh, so wow. all, all of oh, my God. drum friends that come by, you know, they, they, they tune his drums for him. And he's like, I call him a basher. You know, he does like this, uh, this, this John Bonham imitation. You know, you got to see him because he, uh, you know, he doesn't even know who John Bonham is. But when you that's see him, funny. you know, that's you, funny. You, you know. <laughs> that is really funny. That is funny. Do you really like Led Zeppelin when you were listening to it, when you said people used to bring rock and roll records over? Did you like Led Zeppelin? I, I love them. I love one of the greatest yeah, shows I've seen. Great. I, I've seen BB mm-hmm. King open for Led Zeppelin. Oh what? my God! Yeah, really? for, for a dollar fifty in Central Park. Whoa. They used to have these a dollar fifty for a dollar fifty, and then it's, it's so interesting because now you can Google anything on the internet, oh and I would God. Google some of these shows, you know, just to find out how many I had gone to. And they used to have them right at, right at, right there in Central Park, right in the skating ring. During the right. summertime. Uh-huh. That's right. And and they a dollar fifty for a dollar fifty. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, and it, it was general admission. And I think for seventy five cents, you sat up like in a balcony area. They had like a balcony area because it used to be like I said in the skating ring. And so the balcony area was like set up 
where they'd have like the concession stands. So for yeah, but listen cents, to this, Adam, because I used to go there all the time. I was living near there, you know. Wow. That you could sit outside. Listen to this, Holly. You sit outside the concert on the rocks above yes, it, yes, and you could see the right, concert for free right. and smoke whatever you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, and you saw a good show no way. on the rocks. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you said that, Spence, because because uh, I had a girlfriend at the time who was a big fan. Of LaBelle, when Nona Hendrix was in the group LaBelle with Patti LaBelle, Nona Hendrix, yeah, yeah. Dash. Wow. and they would sell out Central Park for like two weeks in a row. And my right. girlfriend had to go to every show, almost right. every, if not every show, just about every show. It seemed like every show, mm. but she could never get a ticket. So I saw Patti LaBelle from the Rocks. That's right. You sit on the Rocks. <laughs> oh, you smoke that's on the rocks. funny. Yep. Mm-hmm. Holly was well, amazing. Funny. It was really funny. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. BB King and Led Zeppelin. Who would have thought? Dollar <laughs> City, Central Park, New York. Uh, it was it was an amazing show. That's amazing crazy. Show. Who else did you see play there for a dollar fifty? A dollar fifty. Um, oh, you know, every, of, you know, you know, played there. Uh, Holly, you had Crosby, Stills and Nash played there. Yep. Yep. You had Talking Heads played there. I went to that one. I mean, I went to a lot of them. But you had uh, Mitch Ryder and the, and the Detroit Wheels. Detroit Wheels, yeah. You yeah. had all, everybody, Holly, played there. Anybody with a name played yeah, there, anybody yeah, in rock yeah. and roll. It was yeah. so many great names to play there. I yeah. came, uh, um, you know, just, um, I don't know, so many. I mean, and it would be every oh, week. Oh, wow. Imagine this What every a great week. inspiration yeah, for it, you, it, Adam, it's to it's be fantastic. able to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Spencer for great you, show. too. I mean, Oh, so yeah, yeah, it was great. You go there, you see these people play, and then years later, like you went and you just saw Talking Heads, and then here you are designing an album for Talking Heads that's in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's so, amazing. So, you know, I mean, here you go. I mean, it, it's so weird. It, it Really, it is, Adam. It's it like goes full circle because I was just saying this to somebody the other day. It was like all the people that I remember you know, putting up on my walls, you know, because you have <laughs> posters and stuff as mm-hmm. a little kid mm-hmm. when you're in school. And then coming to coming to California and being at an event and mm. me being the it girl, you know, because I'm the new girl yeah. in town, the, right, new, the right. new model, the whatever, <laughs> you know, doing everything in, in, in Beverly Hills. I'm on every billboard, wow. whatever. And here wow. I meet. Wow. All these people are walking up to me saying, oh, my God, you're so-and-so. I go, oh, my God, you're so-and-so. You used to be on my wall. <laughs> it's like I met Rick Springfield, yeah, Donny wow. Osmond, yeah. wow. Cassidy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? That's funny. It was like, That's funny. it was so weird. It was weird. Yeah, You know, and 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 then there's the flip side of that too, where 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 you mm-hmm. meet them and they're not what you expected them to be, or no. it's a little disappointing. You know, they turn out to be like a like a a hole or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I can like tell that. you one of them. I can tell you. I'm not even going to say the name, but one of them, yeah, totally, definitely went to lunch with them and uh, totally turned out to be a real jerk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, stories like that are so common in music, right, Holly? Yes, I mean, there's right. so many people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, the, the, the least, other the side least, is yeah. the beautiful people we meet along the way, like Adam, me, meeting you through Spencer, and then yeah, all the yeah, other yeah. beautiful people that we meet through the other ones. And, right. you know, it's right. like, it's just, it's just like, 
it's just like there are so many amazing, talented people out there. And I'm just going to say this because you have children. If you are a parent listening and you have a child that really enjoys doing music, you know, encourage them to do something with it. Um, you know, there are schools. Look around. Look at the music programs in your school, right, summer school, right. private lessons, whatever. Because music really keeps them out of trouble. It gives yeah, them right. a hobby. It gives them, it gives them also a vision. Mm-hmm. And also right. an emotional outlet. Don't you don't you agree on that? Wholeheartedly. One? Wholeheartedly, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It's a big mm-hmm. emotional outlet for kids. And you know, right now, especially in the times we're in, and even young adults, okay, we're talking people that are starting out that are indie <clears> arts <throat> or whatever, you know, keep keep on with your dream. Keep right. recording. Right. You know, right. just different doesn't mean that you're wrong or or that no one wants to listen to you, you know, mm. just because right. you're different or maybe your sound's different, whatever. I mean, it's, it's right. like music is universal. It's a universal That's language right. and a message to everyone. Mm-hmm. So with that, mm-hmm. I said my part. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> perfect. Great, that's perfect. Part. That's yeah. good. That's perfect. But, good. Um, service, service announcement. No, I mean, no, it's just, it's just really important to me because I see so many kids. Seriously, I see a lot of young adults and children that really want to either do music or they want to do ballet or they want to do something, and their parents just don't have the time. Or they right. So, so that's when I tell them, talk to your teacher at school, ask your teacher if there's a class in school that you can take, so your parents don't really have to. And then the parents then, oh wow. And then they go to the recitals, and then they really see, hey, right. you know, my That's kid's right. really doing something to keep them out of, you know, gangs or out of drugs mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. else is mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. like enticing people away from reality of life, you know. Right. That's right. So. That's right. That's right. But Good I want point. to thank you. You're such a great inspiration, Adam and Spencer. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank, thank you, Holly. And. You're I'm glad I made it on the air with all the rain, and uh, we will be back next week. Mm. And with that, do we have anything more we want to talk about? Hmm. Uh, I I could always I could go on and on and on about. (laughs) I know. I could talk to you forever, Adam. Definitely. There's a lot of really great stories, I'm sure, and I'm sure this is not the first time you will be on our show. Oh well, I appreciate that. Anytime, anytime. You know, I'll call it. Spencer and, and bug him about it, and then you'll you'll be getting well, you from me, Holly. Anytime too. <laughs> and I am going to put I am going to put the light shines on now. And with that, um, again, Adam Falcon. And today we have um, him along with Spencer Drake and his newest, latest, the light shines. If you go to adamfalcon dot com, Adam Falcon on Facebook. And also, you're on Twitter. I know yes. you're a Twitter user. Okay. Yeah, Twitter. I got the, the whole... So the with whole... that... Rock and roll. Yes. Rock and roll and uh, the light shines. And with that, um, again, it's Friday, guys. Please have a beautiful one. And please do not drink and drive and be safe wherever yes. you are. Okay. Here you guys go. Happy Friday. You too.
in my time of despair. Plagued with affliction, trial and conviction, but the light shines somewhere. The light shines somewhere. Shine, 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 the light shines. But the light shines somewhere 